0: You are listening to Happy Hour Hustle, a bi-weekly podcast featuring the musings and witty remarks of the one and only Kim Bodie. We can promise at least two terrible jokes out of Kim and at least 10 minutes of incredible thought leadership from some amazing and influential guests. So grab a glass of iced red wine and join us for a wild ride. Here's Kim.
1: It's another edition of the Happy Hour Hustle in social isolation, which we're getting real sick of. Am I right or am I right? You are right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The, look at that enthusiasm. We're all wanting to take <laughs> naps right now. Um, so I've got our kick-ass digital team um, on today, and we're going to talk about digital innovations. Um, we're going to talk about Zoom uh, and how Zoom fatigue is real. And then we're going to talk about uh, other types of digital media. All things digital. Woo. Yeah, look it. at that excitement. This is going to be <laughs> probably one of our highest energy podcasts I right here. We should have gotten drinks for this right now. Yeah. Wow. There's still time for you to take a shot. I got a lot of vodka for my birthday, so. Um, It's a good present. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not encourage the alcoholism? Um, (laughs) All right, so I'm gonna have each one of you introduce yourselves, even though everybody knows who you are, so do it quickly. Um, Rick, go first. Who are you? What do you do?
0: I am Erica. I am, uh, I do all things digital for the digital team
1: at 834. (laughs) What is that intro? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Best intro ever. That's not, it's not getting, it's not getting changed at all. I already know what picture we're going to use for this podcast. It's the one I took earlier. Apparently sometimes I like to act like I'm in a movie. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You have to act. You have these faces that just get stuck. And so (laughs) I like to take photos and then. Zoom in inch yeah. by inch by inch and then share with the world because yes. I mean, that's what a good boss does. <laughs> All right, Ro, tell us who you are.
2: I'm Ro, and I also do a lot of digital stuff with
1: the digital team. Um, I'm our content lead. Um, yes, you are. Um, so I always but say also creative so much lead. more. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I guess you could be creative lead. Chelsea's not here. She I don't know why me. I always
2: <laughs> say creative lead, and Chelsea's always like, uh, hello. <laughs> um, but no, I do Sorry, stuff. If I
1: have to text the husband, he's trying to buy Miracle Whip versus Mayo. That's a good question. Miracle Whip that or gross. Mayo? Both are disgusting. No difference Either one to me. You? No difference. I love mayonnaise. I, I didn't mean, even like, know I'm not gonna eat it in spoonfuls. That's disgusting. Ugh. But miracle whip? Ew. That is a really controversial I think it is. topic, actually.
2: I think this I've is had a, had a lot of poll I need to take this. on our
1: Facebook page.
2: Straight up, growing up, I thought Miracle Whip was, like, the on-brand, and mayonnaise was, like, the off-brand name for it. Like, I didn't even know they were different.
1: <laughs> I thought mayonnaise was, like, a broad category of food yeah. growing
2: up.
1: Anyway. Well, I mean, kind of. My mom used to make this Miracle Whip cake, which I, actually, by the way, was really good. But that's the only thing I would ever eat Miracle Whip with or in. doesn't really matter. Okay, so, as our icebreaker, we're going to talk about the worst meal you've had in isolation. Erica, you've been ordering the majority of yours. What is your worst meal, Ben? (laughs) Actually, okay. Uh, Oh, no, I'm
0: cracking under the pressure. I don't know. I've made some pretty terrible meals, if I'm being honest. Um, I've gotten better at cooking throughout isolation. I'll be honest about that. But, okay, here's one. My mom thought she was being really nice, and she sent me some pork. Mm-hmm, which know. is great and like everyone really would like that, that, that yeah that's did you give yourself good poisoning i no actually i didn't but i tried to use my instant pot because that's just like the easiest way to do it and it just tasted awful i have no idea what i'm doing is the bottom line and it was did terrible. you google
1: as a digital person did you google
0: pork recipes
1: i did my instant pot? but
0: like there's like the the thing you're supposed to make that makes it taste good like the sauce spices I don't know, <laughs> spices name? i don't know it other ingredients or something
1: (laughs) (laughs) what did you just put like like, water in it and throw the pork (laughs) in it or like i'll just put it on whatever did you mean like a pork rub
0: yeah that's what the rub yeah oh my gosh and you can make I, that out of
1: seasoning, and I'm going to guess you don't even have any seasoning. You make that out of I, coffee. like
0: I'm slowly building yeah. my season, seasoning cabinet. I don't know if that's a thing, but...
1: <laughs> it also makes me nervous fine. that you have a pressure cooker, but we'll move on from that. <laughs> um, all right. All right, Ro, what's what's the worst meal you've had in social isolation?
2: So I'm generally pretty good at cooking, but I'm really easily distracted, and I was making lunch Ah. Uh, Not too long ago and like got some sort of chat. I don't remember what had happened, something with a website. So I walked away from it. So I had like crispy eggs that were very, very tasty. (laughs) Like this thin layer of just crispy
1: eggs. (laughs) It was great. Oh, was it like, how Whoa. are you cooking it? Was Was it scrambled? Was it over easy? Like... I was trying
2: to make like an omelet thing, but I wound up just like walking away before I had been able to like flip it. So it was just straight up scrambled eggs that like got crispy and cooked all the way through. And eggs are so expensive right now that I was like, I have to eat this.
1: <laughs> did you eat it? I did. Oh, God. that's terrible. It's terrible. It's awful.
2: The so best I'm thing gonna... I
1: ever purchased for myself was this little egg thing. Remember I showed it to you. I can't remember what the name was. It was literally like $14. And what you do is you get, I think it can make like six eggs at a time and you punch a hole in the bottom and then like you have a little thing, you put water on the bottom and it basically just steams them and it takes like five minutes. And I huh. eat so much egg salad now. Like, like hard boiled eggs. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can also make poached eggs in there, but I going not figure that one out. I don't mm. care about that. So yeah, cool. I don't have a weird, I don't have a weird. I don't have a weird thing I've eaten. I did. Got, I got Thai last night, and I thought of you. Oh, so that was delicious. No, I and I always know. have to order like three dishes because I was like, "What if I don't like one?" Yeah. Like I've got to have choices. That's true. <laughs> I never venture uh, out of my comfort zone. With no. Thai. No. Well, yeah. what do you always get then?
0: Um, I always get the what do I get? Oh, pad Thai.
1: Oh yeah, well, with chicken.
0: Yeah. I mm-hmm. like the
1: drunken noodle. And no bean sprouts because you're boring. Oh bean sprouts is gross though. So. What no I bean love Bean sprouts that. are like Man. the
0: number one cause of food poisoning, so I just try to oh, diaper. Yeah,
1: but they're super good. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. What?
0: <laughs> they're like it's super, super common for people to get food poisoning from bean sprouts. Why? I don't, I don't really know
2: why. It's honestly. a way. It's 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 because the right? way they're grown and like the way that you have to like fertilize them, I'm pretty sure. But like if you ordered from like when Jimmy Johns had sprouts, you'd yeah, have to click something that was like though. a little disclaimer that was like, I am aware this could give me food poisoning. But <gasps> I've had them my whole life. I've never had a problem with it.
1: Most people have They're not I just even not worth like, the food poison risk. They're exactly. so good though. It's also if they're t- in Tatar. What they're flavor like would you cooked. say they have if you think they're so good? What flavor
2: would I say? It's same thing with like um, water chestnuts. Like they're just the crunch.
1: Oh, it's the texture of it, right. yeah. Yeah, it's just a texture. There's no flavor. It's just yeah, a like, texture. Yeah, so good. I would eat them raw. Ugh. I mean, obviously raw, but I mean like That's by not themselves. <laughs> I was going to say, does insurance <laughs> cover that? It's fine, whatever. <laughs> All right. done So that. Okay, so another icebreaker, and this one's just funny because um, we've been home and I've probably taken like a gazillion dog videos. Um, one funny story about your pet, Rick. You just got a cat. Mm-hmm. We have already told the story about how the cat came to be, which was yes. you opened the door because you heard what, it crying, and then it ran in and never left.
0: Mm-hmm. So okay, I have a good one. This involves ro actually, oh, um, no.
1: which is oh, <laughs> this is going to be my story. I was <laughs> trying to put the cat in the carrier. Yes. Yeah. All of
0: quarantine, I was trying to get, her name is Lady, I was trying to get her scanned for a chip so I could figure out whether or not I should get attached to her. And every vet told me that it's not classified as an emergency since I was like totally okay with watching her and fostering her. Yeah. And I moved soon. So I called the animal shelter and I was like, I really need to know if like she needs to be sent home or not. And so they were like, all right, fine, like bring her down, whatever. And so I got her a cage or like a carrier from Meyer for mm-hmm. 10 bucks. I get home and I'm trying to put her in this carrier and she just instantly like pops out of it and breaks it. And for like 10 minutes, I'm trying to get her in it. And she just keeps Maybe like- it's because it was $10. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Without a <laughs> doubt. So Ro is like the cat whisperer. So I'm chatting Ro and I'm like, please help me. So Ro and Lane- um like facetime me and they're like this is what you have to do you have to wrap her up in a blanket like a burrito and shove her in the cage and she's in the cage going insane like i finally got her in it was a disaster and you always park- have to put a cat in a cage
2: no oh like so okay what you're supposed to do if you have time and you have forethought is you buy the cage beforehand and then you like leave it on the ground and you give a good association so you put like their toys in there or you give them a treat in there okay. you treat them you teach them that like Going into the cage is a good thing. If you don't have time, like Rick who bought it five minutes before your appointment, you can't burrito them and no, shove surprised. them in it and then apologize to them later. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it
0: just happens like that.
1: Couldn't you just put a collar on them and walk them in. Send out oh, yeah, that totally stoop? works. Yeah. Who okay. goes insane though when I open
2: the door?
0: So that was a whole other thing. Like, I can't yeah, just like, that's why walk
1: them in. Oh.
2: I mean, you can leash train a cat, but normally it's That's, with a harness, and yeah. you have to train. Them. Oh yeah,
1: harness. We should try that. Hey, I wonder if I have any dogs at my house. Can't hear them. Um, one of them's crawling on me. Okay, so my story is hilarious, and it really does. There's a video that accompanies it. So I hear Josh laughing like, like, like he's just losing it, and I'm like, what is happening? And he's like, Sarge just stuck in a blanket. It's hilarious. So I come downstairs, and apparently we had just. Put like the flea treatment on his back. So he's all pissed off about that. So he's like rolling around, like trying to, like on this blanket, trying to wipe it all off. Well, there's a hole that was in it because Joey is a jerk and ruins everything. And so while he was rolling around, his head got stuck in that hole. And then he flipped over, and then all that was sticking out was his ass end. And then he was just like, trying- get out and run like i was covering him completely but the time i got to him he was panicking josh was still videotaping him and it i literally had to rip the rip it open and when he popped out he had these crazy eyes and his hair standing straight up and he was like what the hell just happened he's severely traumatized but at least we got it on video i think this I'm is what sorry. people do with their kids too
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean Videotap- not the tr- first
1: deal with it later <laughs> yeah why not i mean the videotaping kind of really fits into the digital innovations we're going to talk about. Good segue. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. I, I was a t- That was probably the worst segue I've ever had. Uh, so we, as I had introduced, we're talking about digital innovations during COVID-19. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I talk to more people now than I ever did before. Mm-hmm. And I went to all the networking things. Um, and I don't know if it's because, and I'll, I want to ask each one of you this, I... I don't know if it's because the conversations are much more um, focused because you have a purpose for for having each conversation that you have like scheduled, um, you know, and I'm, I'm talking Zoom um, and, or if it's just because there's not as many, pe- I don't know. I mean, what what would your thoughts be on that when, you, when we talk about, cause I really do feel like I'm communicating better now than I was before. I talked to you guys more than I did when I was in the office. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it is because, like, you have like that set time every day of like, okay, we are meeting together to talk about this thing, and then when people get off topic, it's like, okay, we're off topic now. Like, we we have we have another meeting coming up in fifteen minutes. Talk about this thing. I don't know. That's my thought on it. But it is kind of wild to see just how many like social engagements and meetings and stuff get scheduled when we're all working remote.
1: I, like, yeah. I I had just today I had one, two, mm-hmm. three. this is my fifth one today fifth one not that i don't i mind seeing you guys but what in the heck and i've got one two three four six tomorrow Mm -hmm. that's insane insane.
2: i also have six tomorrow yeah i need a nap
1: But I do think and it's okay. Now when we're talking about that, let's talk a little bit about zoom fatigue because there was a <laughs> wall street journal article on it and it said like zoom fatigue is real. So I'd sent it to you guys and I'd also posted it on our social. Um, and, and, And one of the, one of the things that says in there is it says colleagues who were previously kind of kept at arm's length and we're a smaller team. So we don't necessarily have this experience now invite themselves into living rooms for after work drinks on zoom, um, or you're doing online quizzes or whatever it is. So like, I think it's, well, and then they talk about museums adapting to virtual tours Mm -hmm. and you talk about schools doing online courses. I mean, your, your spouse lane is, is doing that with, I mean, how many people was on, was on their Zoom call the other day. They teach
2: the entire grade at once. So 90 people.
1: That's crazy. That that <laughs> silence was that was a moment of silence for Lane. <laughs> let's all just let's just all take Lane, we're with you. Wow. <laughs> That's horrible. Um I literally went into shock real quick for a second. So how can you so okay, let's talk a little bit about that then. How do you feel like you can be effective in this type of like atmosphere, digital, digital world that we're almost forced to live in?
0: I think it's really important. It's really difficult, but really important to figure out when you work best and then how to draw those boundaries. So for example, um, I think it was like a few weeks ago, our team, Kim came to us and was like, you guys can like, kind of, as long as you're here for the meetings you need to be in, you can work whenever you need to work. And I think that's really important because it's really hard to feel like you can get away from it. Um, when, you know, we're constantly getting chats, you're constantly getting Mm -hmm. emails. It's not like in the office when you have five minutes to get up and get away from the screen. We're on our screens for eight straight hours a day, usually more than that. Mm
1: -hmm. So I think my computer started rebelling (laughs) mine too. I think it's, like, overuse, man. Like, just shut me off. Like, what is happening? (laughs) Because now it's not, like, you know, it's now it's, like, all these video chats. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so you're doing so much video, you know, talking on video. And then you've got your chats going. And you've got email. And you've got social media. And you've got, like, everything. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah. I've been having issues with, like, Wi-Fi, too, going in and out. And it's crazy how much we depend on that. Um.
1: Well, it's interesting that you talk about that because I just started a book, um which this isn't really like it's called atomic habits um and it's a it's about building good habits and breaking bad habits and it and it and one of the chapters in here specifically talks about our addiction to digital um and talking about how we have to set boundaries with our with digital whether that's like you put you put your phone down at nine o'clock at night and you don't touch it until the next morning and it's not in your room it's not used an alarm clock um, and then you read a chapter in a book or you do something like that. What I think is funny is when you have like the way you read is on a digital device, yeah, you know, which I've never done that because well that's not true. I do read a lot of books on my phone, so now I, I just contradicted myself, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> but I do think it's you know it, it there's so many like research that goes into um, you know if you're on your device right before you go to sleep that you don't sleep as well and all of those things. So I do I do very much think like, this is changing the way we're going to work moving forward, but it also can have a very negative effect on our mental health unless we are actively putting, you know, boundaries in place, like Erica said. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Plus like a lot of people who need face-to-face interactions, like this is really hard,
2: even for people who are like, there was that thing going around for a while when we first got into social isolation of like introverts have been training for this for forever. But as somebody who is relatively introverted, like there's a difference between spending time with people and like, being on zoom calls with people, I guess, like, yeah, you don't get the same, like, social isolation is not the same thing as chosen being by no. yourself. And when you're yeah. on a digital platform, like, it is wild to always be on call, I guess, like Rick was saying, mm-hmm. you need to make those uh, boundaries for yourself. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. it's like, yes, you're alone, but you're alone until you're suddenly very not alone. And then you're mm-hmm. alone again,
1: like, yeah. And I always had this sense, of, like this feeling of guilt that goes with it. Like, I shouldn't be relaxing. I should be working. There's this thing yeah. I have to do that I know I'm behind on and I, and it's just hanging over my head and I should just do, I should just go knock it out. Mm-hmm. And I think you just have to, I think a lot of that comes with just, you know, really. Almost like talking back to yourself and saying like, this can wait. Like, this is not a necessity. And if you don't do things, like, whether it's exercise, whether it's reading, whether it's like, you know, whatever, you know, I'm not saying you got to learn a new language in isolation, but you have to do stuff that's going to balance out how much you are on your digital, um, digital, on your digital devices. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about webinars because I've seen it's like the rise of webinars. It sounds like <laughs> it should be like that ne- the next star Wars movie. Um, but like, it's just, there's, there's just so many of them everywhere. Do you, cause I've, I've gone back and forth. Like, should we do a webinar? Should we not do a webinar? A, what do you think their effectiveness is? Um, what are, what are maybe the pros and cons? I don't sure. know who wants to jump in. Whoever. Sure. Um, I think webinars are one of those things that like are great in
2: theory, but there are so few applications where it works really well. Like There are some situations where like if you have a panel going on or if you have a presentation, like those are great um, because mm-hmm. then you're going to have one person talking the whole time anyway, and then you'll have room for questions at the end and that works fine. If you're doing anything else that's like a round table sort of like workshop um, or any other sort of event that's going to have multiple people talking or needs to hand off back and forth, like We're at this point now where a lot of people know how to use technology to do these Mm -hmm. sort of things, but there's still hiccups in them. So transitioning between speakers or between screens in like a professional, like this is an event setting, there's always going to be a hiccup. Like, I mean, there is even when it's just like pulling from PowerPoint and it's not online.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, look what happened to you today, right? You couldn't hear anything. We couldn't hear you. You couldn't hear us. Nope. I couldn't figure out for at least the first three weeks I was using Zoom how to share my stupid screen. <laughs> Come to find out I needed to do some update that it didn't tell me I needed to do. I mean, there's just so many things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Also, I think of- it's weird to tune in and just have one person, like, talking at you the whole time.
2: Yeah, I feel like if this thing where, like, everybody's sharing their screen and you're all staring at each other and one person's talking, that can be really weird. But if it's, like, this is me sharing my screen of me, like, presenting something or... Of one person, Uh, like what Rick?
0: Um, I don't know. I I just like what you're saying. Like, when people, or at least in the ones that I've been in, if people are just kind of throwing information at you or talking at you, I feel like 85% of the time it's really not that valuable. Like, I've probably Mm -hmm. Googled it before, I've probably read it somewhere. Like, show me something, apply something, like walk us Mm -hmm. through, show us how it can apply to us, make it actually valuable.
2: Although, I do feel like that's just a comment on. Presentations in general, yeah, like
0: yeah, honestly, no, you're
2: everything. you're not wrong. Like I've seen a lot of people who think, for whatever reasons, when you're in webinars, a lot of people I don't know why I pronounce it that way, um, but you see a lot of people who approach it as if it's like this new like set of rules. Like sure, there's oh my... <laughs> yeah,
0: like they just <laughs> discovered a new.
1: We're gonna just Please have some barking in, in the background. It's just help. a nice little, it's just a nice little background noise. Um, um, it's funny because I want to talk about like some of the weird habits you have. Like Bree and I both do this weird thing where we smell our air. Um, I don't know why. I don't. It's a weird tick, and I've done it like three times now on this like Zoom call slash podcast. Like. How many weird, they, like, ticks do you think people are showing on these, like, Zoom calls where it's just, like –
0: probably don't even realize
1: it. That? Like, mm-hmm. the, remember the one you guys told me about, about this woman who actually thought – didn't realize she had her camera on, and she actually went to the bathroom yeah. while oh, yeah. she was on the call? Oh, my I God. mean, first of all, that's yeah, too risky. I
0: heard a story from my friend. They were FaceTiming, and someone's, like, spouse walked in totally naked. And like, did not realize that they were on a Zoom call, and
1: everyone was just like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" There I'm not so- gonna lie, Josh has walked past the door before and just his boxers, and I was like, "This is this would this is not a you just you we're need going to stop." Viral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now it's happening. Um, all right, so webinars, we could take them or leave them. I I think it's interesting because I heard somebody say the other day they signed up for a bunch of them and they never end up actually logging on and doing them or going to them because you get yeah. the recap afterwards. Yeah. 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 Well, right, and it's like it's almost like you don't have that that accountability. I won't. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I won't say that when it comes to like video stuff um, because I do feel like you. You know, like today I was like, I guess I should put on makeup, um, <laughs> maybe wash my face. No. Um, so let's talk about other types of digital media. And then I want to talk about AR a little bit, Ro. So um, we've got ads, we've got podcasts, we've got social. How do you feel these are changing based off of everything that's happening right now?
0: First of all, I heard that Amazon
1: ran out of podcast mics. What? What? <laughs>
0: Yeah, i'm not so,
1: so everyone and their mother is starting a podcast my dad is probably in the bathroom right now recording a podcast that's someone great tweeted
0: and was like in case you didn't know how bad it is amazon ran out of a uh, podcast mics." so i was like oh, it was a, it's the next toilet
2: paper
1: it
0: is <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh funny
2: yeah i mean i feel like this is a moment where like everybody's realizing that they have to change how they communicate um yeah and they need to do something that's going to stick out when people are literally like you're saying on our phones or on a laptop consistently. So like social media is it, it was like what people do to connect with people before, but now it's like, you have to use social media if you want to talk to somebody, because you're not going to see them on the street. Um, And you're not going to bump into them in a networking event. Like you need to form digital relationships now. Um, I think it's really cool to see that sort of change. Like, people are engaging with stuff when they normally wouldn't. Um, we had that discussion during our social media meeting last week of like how the peak times for people like, being online are like off by six hours compared to what they normally are, just because people are using social media yeah. at such weird times of the day. Like, yeah. I feel like it's just changing so much in how we want to connect with each other and how we are going about connecting with each other. Like, we're craving people.
0: Yeah. I also feel like the platforms are, everybody is bored. And so every single platform is just completely overwhelmed with all mm-hmm. kinds of content. So like, it's more important than it has ever been before for you to stand out, but it's, that's a whole, it's like a daily obstacle of like, what can we do to be different?
2: Mm-hmm. Especially cause these platforms are coming up with a lot of different updates too, to account yeah. for people being out. Um, so they have like little group watch sessions or they have like Mm -hmm. donate buttons that they're adding, um, that weren't there before in some desperate attempt to try to get people to connect like they used to and staying on top of that also. And then using it effectively amidst that noise is a huge, huge hurdle.
1: Oh, I can't even tell you how many, like, well, think about nonprofits right now. They're having to take their entire development and, and go like virtual, go online with it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because you've got like these industries, like not, and this isn't all nonprofits, but a lot of organizations are a little bit archaic in the way that they do things and the way that they communicate. And they're being forced right now to be digital. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what, what I find the most interesting is they're playing catch up. So you've got us that, I mean, obviously we're a digital marketing agency, but We've been on social media before, like right after Facebook wasn't just for college students, you know, so (laughs) I think it's interesting to see, like, we've cultivated these networks, we use these networks on a regular basis. And now I'm getting emails from every nonprofit organization I think I've ever even looked at about, um, you know, Giving Tuesday, or hey, please donate, or we're doing our our fundraising lunch, we're going, we're going to do it online and stuff like that. And, or, you know, we're going to do an online auction or, you know, so I think they're being forced to figure out how they can adapt so they're even going to exist when we come out of this and Mm -hmm. and like we've said in multiple podcasts before this the way we do business is going to be completely different because of not even completely different it's just going to be it's all technology I mean if you Mm -hmm. are not there and you're not utilizing it and you're not figuring out how to integrate that and be well I don't know current then you aren't going to exist anymore I mean
2: I think about how um one of our teammates had to go out and help a uh, city figure out how to make their like chamber meeting online. Mm-hmm. Like so that they could all participate in it or like council meeting. Um, that sort of thing yeah. is such a big moment of people who were doing things <coughs> so unplugged who now suddenly have to learn how to do things digitally in order to stay afloat. Yeah. yeah. Cause we can't all be together. So you have well, to be and then we're doing,
1: it was a Facebook live. And then you think, well, why aren't we doing council <laughs> meetings like that? Like, you know, mm-hmm. why aren't they being recorded or why aren't they like, live? why aren't we zooming those or whatever? You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it, I, I'll bring up, uh, the small business association of Michigan, spam.org, which I'm very active in. Um, they've been doing since all of this has been happening, they've been regularly doing, um, it's a, it's a, it's a an update every single day at like, I think it's one or three o'clock and they use zoom, but then they are bringing in like they brought in like, governor whitmer they brought in um uh, you know like all these like big names and then there that's how they're presenting information and it's interesting because i think it's been so effective and it's built like and it and there's there's the the on i mean it's the same day at the same time so you've got like that routine and everybody knows when to tune in and it's valuable information and i think what we're finding more and more is people if you're you know when you're communicating, it has to be valuable. And I think it's even harder now for that because there is so much out there and now everybody and their mother or say my dad is doing a podcast. And so it's like, how are you gonna stand out in all of this? And Kim, I think it's really interesting that you bring
2: that up because that's technically a webinar, but you even called it an update. So Mm -hmm. like there's that stigma around the word (laughs) webinar. Um, Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, but that update is essentially that just done effectively. And the fact that you keep having people tune into it for information. And so that they can take away, like that is an effective use of that technology. Mm
1: -hmm. Agreed. Let's talk about AR, because I know this is (laughs) like, well, everyone likes talking about AR. I'm still trying to wrap my head around all of it and how the robots are going to be running the world soon. But um, let's talk a little bit about that, uh, Ro, and what are the opportunities, I guess, in AR?
2: So there's been this cool shift I uh, since people can't go out and do things or can't go out and try things to really focusing on AR and AR lenses where like previously, like we've all seen those lenses where you try it on like you have lipstick on or whatever. Yeah. Um, but a lot of retail places have been doing it so that you can try on whatever you want or like try, like Ikea's got, you can project different parts of their furniture into your house um, mm-hmm. or anything of that sort where they're taking these in person experiences and turning them online to be just as valuable. But it's also doing the same thing where like people can't go outside as much anymore. So you get a lot of like lenses that are sponsored by, I don't know, like Corona and then have like Corona the beer, not corona the virus. Oh gosh. Um but of um, the, the <laughs> oh, whatever. company. You
1: know <laughs> Well hey, Corona's everywhere. Yeah, it's
2: fine. Um but something like that where it's like a, a lifestyle sort of brand that is taking a lens and making it seem like you're outside so you can take a picture on the beach with their little logo at the bottom, and then you're reminded of the brand in a positive way that's not associated with the virus. Um, So it's just, it's an interesting playing field, I guess, that had been emerging, but now people are really playing with it more because when you can't have those touch points in person, you still have to make that feel like a really valuable experience. Um,
1: I think it'll be incredibly interesting to see the technological advances that come out of this time. Because more and more, as we just talked, this whole podcast was talking about digital innovations and talking about the fact that people are using digital you know more than they ever were before, and that's going to lead to people figuring out better ways to do things. Whether it's companies figuring out how to effectively use AR, like you were talking about, like <clears throat> retailers, or say you're buying like a couch and you want to see what it's going to look like in your living room. Wayfair's been doing that for a while, but mm-hmm. I don't think anybody has really ever. I mean, because they were all really online; they don't have a, a storefront. So, but now you're seeing these other stores that Duke had relied so heavily on their storefronts, having to figure out how to move completely online,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and there's large retailers that are just, they're not going to survive this. And um, they say malls will be different. And they say, you know, I, I think we're all going to approach places where there's large gatherings of people in very different ways. So tech technology and, and digital is going to be so much more important than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that we're not completely reliant on our phones because we are Hell, I'd be oh, terrified yeah. to see what my screen time is. I don't want to yeah. know i've been playing hey let's talk about that we'll wrap up with this because i think this is funny are you playing any games on your phone like now that you've like maybe never played before um, or like just uh, in general i'm
0: just super into tiktok now so.
1: oh my god <laughs> okay. so what is- okay let's let's talk a little bit about tiktok because <laughs> you brought it up god. and this is now your fault what Are they like TikTok dances? Hey, look at me. I'm 41. I don't know what this is all about at all. So please help me.
0: That's one of the things that's always trending is people are like making up dances to different songs and then they post them. And if you use the audio, it basically goes viral. If you're like, if you use a certain filter, it goes viral, but then people will also use audio and like overlay it and like lip sync mm-hmm. the audio, but like make it a funnier, use like a funny environment. And then I also get workouts on t- I use TikTok. Quite productively, I get book recommendations, playlists. I've been getting workouts off of there. Um, I learned how to moonwalk off TikTok.
1: Just value incredibly valuable. I put on my
0: resume, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm. Obviously. Uh, okay. So, as the old person in this um, podcast, uh, how would you say it's different than YouTube? Short. It's like sixty seconds is the max,
0: and then you just swipe through like a feed, and also. There's like an algorithm. So, depending on what content you like or watch the most, it shows you more of that type of content. Plus, so you can
1: TikTok do, is the Twitter of video. Yeah. Yeah. Much. You yeah. can do duets too on
2: TikTok. Yeah. So, like, you can take somebody's video and then it split screens you and you can record alongside them. So, you'll get like reaction videos or like people will like sing half of a song and then the other person
1: will sing the other half of the song and go back and forth. It's like you have to have talent to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like Vine. Like wild time. Yes. That's, that's why I'll never touch it. This is no probably difference. great for you and all your flips. Um, okay, so you're doing TikTok. <laughs> Ro, are you doing any? So anything on your phone?
2: I, I mean, I'm on Discord all the time, just talking to people. But I'm really, in terms of games, I've just been, I've been sucked up by the Animal Crossing uh, <laughs> phenomenon, which I'm sure you guys have seen somewhere. No, really? Please tell me. Okay. Yeah. So I played the first Animal Crossing game forever ago. It's essentially a game where, like, it's in real time. And you build a village, and just like you get to run around outside and go fishing and stuff. And people have been arguing Sims kind of, kind of. But you play like one character, and it's all about taking life slowly and like talking to villagers and like helping to build this place and make it beautiful. And it's gotten the most digital sales of any game ever so far. And people are arguing that it is the most important game to ever be released because of when it came out. Because Animal Crossing has been around for forever, but this one dropped right when like coronavirus hit. So, everybody who can't go outside is going on Animal Crossing and like going fishing and hanging out with their friends and planting flowers and stuff like that. So, I don't know. That's what I've been doing with my life.
1: I don't well, know. Look at my I've been playing <laughs> um, Food though. Truck Challenge. Uh, Ooh, nice. So that's, yeah, that's a great game. I think that's what, what it's yep, that? called. It's the dumbest thing I've ever done <laughs> with my time. It's literally how fast you can make somebody's order and serve it to them. And I have probably spent $150 <laughs> trying to get my, get myself an edge. So Kim, there's a game called overcooked. That's that, but it's multiplayer. So
2: sometime we will all do it. And it's like all of you in a kitchen trying to assemble Recipes oh, and I honestly one day
1: played it like eight hours straight. And like I don't I was like, this is when I was like, I must pick up this book that talks about breaking bad habits. Because <laughs> what is happening? This is like I think this game is making me dumber. So
2: great. Food. Made a, someone made a point the other day exactly. that the only person to ever like care about the addictive nature of digital things was the creator of Flappy Bird. Like, of all of the apps that have ever existed, that's pretty much the only app that ever started to be addictive, and then they deleted it.
1: Oh my god, everything I played digital, it's like that. I had to get rid of my PlayStation and my Xbox, because I would just play, and days would be gone. Mm-hmm. And it's that's not like did. I was good. Like, it's not like I played for like eight hours, and I was good. I only played like single-player games. I don't want to play against anybody, because I was going <laughs> to get my ass kicked. Like, that wasn't any fun. I've got to know and what I, games you played. First- <laughs> First time I played Halo, I think I got stuck in a corner for like at least 30 minutes. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I can't, can't move. I can't figure out how to move this I guy. Can't, What's can't happening? It's <laughs> terrible. So yeah, and now it's just, now it's replaced by my phone. And so now I'm playing things like Food Truck Challenge. Just getting smarter every day. So personal development. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo. Uh, if I don't get out of this house soon, somebody's going to have to like, yeah. So yeah. what I'm hearing it's is gonna that we're going to open up an
2: 834 food truck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. I'm <laughs> going to be able to serve that food yep. super quick. <laughs> <laughs> New business venture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not going to taste good, but it'll be fast. Okay. Anyway, so oh, we've so. we've rattled on long enough. Hopefully this filled up some of your hours during social isolation. Um, we have a lot of stuff on uh on our on our blog that talks about a lot of the digital stuff that's happening right now we kind of dive into it a little bit on like our wellness one too that talks about um self-care and setting boundaries so i definitely encourage you guys to check those out but otherwise thanks for tuning in to the happy hour hustle um you guys you've been hustled again not officially just like <laughs> or fifth time 15th who's to say nobody else will come on with me so thanks for being here um otherwise everybody else i guess i'll see you on the download